It's time for the Pokestop Podcast, your stop for all the Pokemon chat. And now, your hosts, Rob Roberts and Shane. Hello, everybody, and welcome back once again to the Pokestop Podcast, your stop for all the Pokemon chat. I am Rob Roberts, and with me as always... Hi, Shane. How are you? Fine. Interrupting Shane. Yep. I see how it is. It's been a little while since we've been doing an episode of this show. I I feel bad, but uh, I had a con. I don't think you feel that bad. Well, you know, I I went to a I do feel bad for a listener because, you know, we've actually been getting tweets and and emails like, where's the show? Did you guys quit? No, we didn't quit. But, you know, I, I was at a convention this last weekend, just like I was at a convention. This It's convention season, Shane. It's convention. There's a lot to do. Not but, really. No, there is. No, because I already did my convention, so there's no more left. Well, okay, and I can tie this to Pokemon. So on the last episode, I probably talked about Dragon Con and catching Pokemon there. So this time, I was at the GamerX convention, and I actually got to use my physical device, the Pokemon Go Plus, a lot more. Um, which, you know, I'd, I'd pre-ordered one of those uh, before the prices were crazy, like 90 bucks on eBay. I, I pre-ordered a long time ago when I just knew, oh, I like Pokemon, I like Ingress, I'm going to probably like this. So, you know, quickly, I, I think many people kind of know how these things work, but basically it's a little Bluetooth device, and it lights up any time that you're by a Pokemon stop or by a Pokemon that's out there to catch. Um, and... It works because the game is still essentially running on your phone in your pocket, but you can have your phone in sleep mode. You can be whatever the equivalent of alt-tabbed is on your phone. Like, you could be running. I I have done this where I was playing Ingress, and I was using my Pokemon Go Plus. That is literally the worst. No, I can play both. I hate this story. I can play both games at the same time because I'm that nerdy. But it will draw down battery from your phone. So it's it's kind of like it's playing the game, but it's not. But it's not draining the battery nearly as fast as if you just kept Pokemon Go on the whole time. So I have found that that device is really good for walking. Um, and uh, yeah, so when I was like walking around the convention, I was getting some uh, kilometers there and, and getting candies. Uh, and then, you know, uh, going by Pokestops, I could, I could get the you know, hack the Pokestop or whatever. But then there was just a ton of Pokemon everywhere at this convention. Shane, I did the unthinkable. And if you're, you're really going to tease me for this, but do you know what I did in Pokemon go? Because there was like one Pokestop, but there were Pokemon like every five seconds to try to catch. I have no idea. Uh, I bought Pokeballs on the marketplace (laughs) and I kind of feel deep shame for that. You should though. I will say when I was playing go decently, I did no when I was at power Morphicon, I bought a lure. I bought one, and that was it. Oh, well, a lure's not so bad. At least or a lure. Or the incense. Sorry, incense. Okay. Because I was just, like, tired of seeing nothing. So I was like, I'll just see if I can get something that way. So the biggest question I probably get asked about the device is how often are you catching Pokemon? So here's the deal. So it flashes. I think I think it's red. It flashes when there's a po- It vibrates. That's what really tips me off is it vibrates. So it will flash red when something is nearby. So you tap the button, and it'll do the slow pulsing. It'll go vroom. Room. And I think what that's supposed to represent is the ball shaking on the ground. And so it's pretty much you get one chance. And either you're going to get the rainbow lights that mean you caught the thing, or it's going to flash red and let you know that it ran away. So in reality, with that device, I pretty much catch Pidgeys, Rotatas, Nidorans, Spiros, like all the all the trashy mons that are pretty much everywhere. I don't, I don't think I've caught a single like rare. I think maybe I caught a Jigglypuff on that thing. And that's about it. I don't catch anything that's like rare. So if you're thinking about getting one of those devices, 
I think it's great just for being able to do the walking without like having to and and like catching casual Pokemon like as you're walking a lot. Um, but if you're trying to go hunt like the really hard stuff that's going to take an Ultra Ball and some raspberries to catch, I would not use the device to do that. So you kind of have to determine what your gameplay is. But um, I like I like the device. Like I kind of feel like I'm getting my money's worth out of it. Um, I'm certainly getting more credit for walking than I was before. But that's that's me and the device. So, uh, by the way, I hit level 20 in Pokemon Go finally. I, I know I've been a little slower than a lot of other people to get there. But, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't live in as dense of an area. So if I want to, like, play Pokemon Go where there's a lot of stops in Pokemon, I kind of have to go downtown. So um, I, think, I think with that in mind, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with how I've been progressing. So now I feel like I'm in the real grind of the game. So, all right. Shane, I know you're not as into Pokemon Go lately, but tell us about how your adventures in X, Y, O, R, A, S. How, how's that all been going? You're shiny hunting. Um, I really think that I will get to 100 before, 100 unique before Sun and Moon come out because I am now at 93. So, almost there. What was the last one you got? Um, what was the last one I got? Oh, a Swanna. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing a flying safari. So I got that, and then my favorite one I've got so far, though, in the you know the more recent ones, was a Spirit Tomb because I think it just looks cool. It's like blue and pink. It's awesome. It's like '80s Spirit Tomb. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm super pumped. I don't know what else to ask you about those games because literally all you do is shiny hunt. That's literally all I do. So I do nothing else in them. How do you pick which one you're going to go after next? Are you just like I'm going to go find a friend safari that has? Yeah, that's it. Go I just ahead. look at the friend safari or I. Look for a. I was doing um, what's it called? I was doing horde hunting, uh-huh. mm-hmm. but I kept getting shiny wingles. I have like three hundred shiny wingles at this point. I, I was like, this you is know how annoying. Many shiny wingles I have zero. zero. You know why? Because you still haven't made progress in your game. And I said that you know if you did, you could get a shiny wingle, but you haven't. So yeah, but then Dragon Quest Seven came out. Nobody cares. No, a lot of people care. Shay. No, there are better games right now. That's a game you can come back to later. Uh, I I do I do need to. Make I want to sure get I... Dragon Quest Seven, but no, I understand that there is a month and a half till Pokemon Sun and Moon. I do, I so do I can't pro- do anything like get Dragon Quest like a big long RPG. I do need to progress more and actually you know get through the whole thing, so then I can be rewarded with all these shinies that you're. Promising. Yeah, I even got like a shiny Kecleon. That was that was Ooh. the last one I got technically, but it's like a duplicate, so I don't count it. Okay. So see, it's a duplicate, so you could have okay, it okay. potentially until but- unless. Somebody else comes along and is like, hey, Shane, do you have a shiny Kecleon that I can have? It's like, well, I was saving this for my friend, but he's not even playing the game. So, yeah, you can. <laughs> but in the back of my mind, I'm going, oh, well, I have six weeks until Pokemon nope. Sun and Moon. Nope. So I can do it all the week before nope. because that's what we do. I'm procrastinate mon. Yeah, I, I procrastinate too. But you know what? Procrastamon. You're, you're not. That sounds like a Digimon name. That's, <laughs> you're on the wrong show all of a sudden. Um. No, so, yeah, you aren't going to get any of these shinies, it just seems. I want the shiny. Well, maybe you should, you know, eat your vegetables or whatever. <laughs> no, I'd rather have these delicious pancakes. All right, uh, let's let's get into some news, because especially, we'll start with Sun and Moon this week. Cause we oh my missed, god, there's so much. We missed a lot. So, you're going to have to, I'm you know, unless you want to do a three-hour show today. I don't. I don't. I have other plans. <laughs> All right. Then let's talk about like the high high level stuff for Sun and Moon that that the listeners are going to want to hear us 
bring up and discuss okay, well, and argue about. We're going to just go over some of the stuff we missed pretty quickly, and then we'll get into what happened this week, because that's kind of more important. So while we were gone, we got introduced to some Pokemon. Uh, we had previously talked about, I believe, um, Rockruff had his evolution uh, leaked by Koro Koro, but now we've got uh, American names for them, and we've got a little bit more clarification. So uh, Rockruff, depending on which version you have, um, Sun or Moon, will evolve into Lycanroc. And Lycanroc can be this awesome-looking werewolf if you have um, Moon, or this wolf, just regular wolf, in... Um, in which what's it called sun oh my god you forgot the name of the game because i'm trying to do other things too at the same time (laughs) um you know lycanroc the trade-off what i'm seeing for lycanroc depending on which version you get if you get moon he's super cool looking and awesome but he's got like kind of garbage moves he's like his big not exclusive move but his signature move i guess would be counter and that's like anybody can learn counter that's kind of boring however um the uh, Sun version, he has a special uh, move called Axle Rock, and that is a priority rock attack. So it's like quick attack, but with rocks. So that's cool. And that's the two that we learned there. We also got other version exclusives. Um, we got Passimian, who is exclusive to Sun, unfortunately, because I like him better than the other one. Uh, he is, okay, but let's not lie. You're getting both games anyway. I'm getting like a million copy, uh, copies of the game, so it doesn't matter. Um, we, ju- we just exchanged texts about this yesterday, and I said, yes. so you're down to only four copies of the game, right? Because no. you're going to get the two American and the two Japanese, and you're well, done, right? No, and I'm you like, said, no. Oh, no, I'm at six. Yeah, I'm at six. I'm like, how do you get six copies of Pokemon? Because I'm getting the two download American, the two download Japanese, and then the Amazon... Uh, Steelcase edition that comes with both games. Okay, I do, I just I don't understand why do you need the digital one of the one you're going to get the Steelcase for anyway? Um, because I like having my games digital, so like that's really it. That's such a weird reason. Like, okay, but you 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 also just said you never play anything else on your DS, so why not just leave? No, the I do actually. I do. Um, except I'm trying to really work through this hundred shinies. I recently picked up the new Ace Attorney game, and so I've been enjoying that. But I I put it on hold because I want to finish my shiny hunt. Fine. Um. Anyway, back to Passimian. Uh, exclusive to Sun. He's this, uh, as the leakers called a long time ago, like a rugby monkey. And he is fighting type. And he's got the new ability receiver, which means that if you are um, playing in double battles and your partner Pokemon dies, you will gain their ability that they have. And in the video, he gains Levitate, which is, you know, interesting. Um, He's super adorable. I really like him. I, of course, wonder what his shiny is going to look like. But I will trade him over to... Because Moon's going to be my main game, probably. Um, I'll trade him over to Moon. Then the other one that's exclusive to Moon is Oranguru, and he is this frumpy-looking orangutan. Uh, He is normal psychic, and he can learn an ability called Instruct, and it's the only one that he can learn. And what it does is it makes the selected target use its most recent move again immediately. So that's kind of cool, especially if you're, like, say, doing double battles and... Uh, you like almost knock out the opposing team with like an 
area of effect move. You do it again and on your partner Pokemon and the partner Pokemon just does it again and, and wipes them out. That's really interesting. Um, that's it for the new Pokemon that we got, you know, while we were gone. Um, but we did get a couple features announced. Um, we got Pokemon Refresh, which is basically Pokemon to me. Um, except what's cooler about this one, um, in addition to like becoming more friendly and, you know, they'll, they'll behave a little bit differently. Like, you know, sometimes like take an attack and not actually die from it. Um, you can use this to get rid of status effects like poison or paralysis. So, so like after a battle's done, instead of having to refresh and, and play around in there. Now we don't know if they use up any items or anything to do that, but I mean, from the trailer, it didn't really look like it. You know, what would be kind of cool is if something like that would also restore hit points. Like, I don't know if that would make the game like too easy or too face roll, but the way I'm playing the games now, and I'm sure the way you do it too, is that, you know, you do so many, lock eye battles so i call when i you fight the npcs you lock eyes you have to battle you do so many of those it's like your pokemon have all got so weak i have to run all the way back to the town to go see nurse joy and refresh the pokemon yeah and then go back out again it's like i feel like i think that's where i get stuck a lot in the handheld games it gets very frustrating it's like i feel like my whole time is running back Back and and forth forth to recover my pokemon Well, why don't you just buy like potions but don't i need to save money for like pokeballs and other cool stuff do you I don't know. I, I think I do. Not really. Maybe that just kind of goes against the RPG sort of uh, nature that I feel is that you have to well, hoard as much gold as possible because there'll be that diamond or- armor they only sell on the moon that you have to have like no. a million gold for. No, you can always go back to any towns anyway mm-hmm. and, and buy stuff. But um, what I would say is that a way to get around that is if you pay attention, a l- not a lot, I would say a good majority. A good chunk of those battles can be avoided, though, just by the way you're moving around them. Yeah, and in Sun and Moon, they're even going to take it one step further to show you, and they're on the screen visibly if you're getting close to somebody's like eye or eye sight or okay. Eye. But then, but then, like, I feel like if I avoid all the battles, then I'm not leveling my Pokemon. Just enough. do wild battles. Huh. I mean, trainer battles will get you more XP, but if you're not hurting for, like, if you go to a gym and you kind of easily beat it then mm-hmm. i don't see why you'd really need to go grind well i will say the last time i did play sapphire like 15 years ago no, it wasn't that long ago shane because um i was doing mount pyre and there's a lot of eye locking battles in there but i did kind of like it's kind of like a maze like you have to kind of figure out like where to go through or else you're gonna lock eyes with a trainer type of thing but i did kind of figure out i could skip some battles and it did kind of go against that rpg like i have to do everything nature of i need to fight everybody because one of them might suddenly say oh i have a mega evolution stone for some pokemon you're holding so you know what i mean like i i I don't want to skip battles but i kind of started doing it just because i'm like all right i just need to get through this damn game so shane will give me shinies that's true um we also got a quick update about pokemon bank how it is not going to be available to use to bring your pokemon over until uh january of next year so that's kind of i know all my shinies will just be sitting here waiting but um i mean i understand especially um because there's going to start being the tournaments and stuff and they want people to only use stuff from this game so that's cool it's whatever um i I don't know if i like that so much though because didn't they like sell a lot of this stuff with the promise that you'd be able to do it and not like this whole waiting period i mean well they never said you weren't gonna wait but it's only it's two months yeah i mean i guess it's only like six weeks but still still i don't know 
It's kind of something I would have hoped would have been there in the beginning. Eh, no biggie to me. Um, we also learned that Pikachu and uh, Eevee get uh, Z-moves that are exclusive to them. There's Extreme Evo Boost, which is basically like all the uh, Eevee evolutions come out and Care Bear stare at Eevee. And then Eevee gets uh, all of its um, stats raised by two. So that's weird. But then there's also one... But the uh, move looked awesome. Oh, it did look awesome. And there's Catastropica, which um, doing the Z dance or whatever you want to call it, Pikachu does it with you, which is strange. But then you throw Pikachu up in the air and it just basically dives down and blows up whoever it's fighting. So um, it's cool, I guess. I, something that I've been noticing about Sun and Moon, and I've seen other people talk about before, and it's just really starting to show to me is that this game feels really 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 inspired by like stuff like yokai watch and i don't like yokai watch so i'm hoping that's just like un or irrational fear like coming out of me but um i don't know i don't like that why why do you feel the yokai watch connection because um, I mean, okay ba- so i didn't hate yokai watch the way you did in fact i, I kind of like it but I do get the battles are way different. You'll okay, so way yeah, different. so that that's not changing at least. The battles are different, but you've got like the Rodom decks, which talks to you kind of like that dumb ghost did all the time and tells you things. That's annoying. Um, you've got like a a more younger playable character, at least in looks. Like we were starting to get not older, like you know, adult, but like maybe like teen to late teens characters that you were playing as and now i feel like we've regressed back to like a 10 year old just like the character in yokai watch you've got um these z moves which are like basically cutscene attacks with like animations and and you know the titles on the screen that happens all the time in yokai watch i remember Mm, that that's true um and I think that was basically it. I feel like they happen way more often in Yokai Watch Show because Yokai Watch. Oh yeah, Watch, yeah, all the time. Are, well, battles are faster paced than that. Yeah, honestly. but I mean, technically, if you can use it once per battle, they it'll happen all the time in this too. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, so that's kind of my fear, and I hope it's unfounded. But we will see. Uh, the last thing that we kind of missed before we get into this week's news is that they just reconfirmed that you can customize your character which is super important to me so i'm glad that happened how many hours will you spend customizing your character this is no joke guys i think the Uh, first time shane played skyrim it took him like two days before he could get through the first that's like any game where i can really customize my character the customization in this while deeper than x and y is still not like super deep so i'm sure you don't get to customize right away it's going to be like the other game where you go and you buy shirts and gotta go find a place to get a haircut and all that so um i'll spend some time trying to make the character i like but again they're also like 10 year olds so it's weird but let's talk about what happened this week let's just get it out of the way um so this week's trailer was the middle evolution of the starters so let's start with the good uh we've got <laughs> rowlet who turns into Dartrix, who is uh, just a bigger owl with, like, emo hair. Fine with it. I kind of like that. It's He's funny. cool. And he doesn't like his hair being touched because they show in the video, like, you rubbing it, and he gets all kind of angry, and then his eyes get big and he didn't like it so he's cool very much one of those dad stop yeah i i think he's cool um then you've got tora cat 
which is lit in Zevo, uh, which just is, looks like a bigger cat. Is there really anything else to it? <laughs> the, well, I, I noticed the little Firestone necklace. Oh, yeah, and then that's when right. Were, yeah, it's got the, doing the, the flame sack. That's what it is. It's yeah, uh, an Yeah, organ. when they were doing the petting thing. It burned and, you. And I keep calling it still Pokemon Me, but I guess it has this new name now. Yeah. When they were doing that, like the mm-hmm. hand actually got burned. Yeah. That, 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 that was a nice. That they was did cute. that in the other games, too. So, yeah, um, I th- that's cool. I would never have thought to put like a little bell-shaped organ on a Pokemon, because that's what it is, they said. But yet it's still cute. Yeah, it's it's still cute. I'm still Team Linton. I was in the beginning. And then we get this abomination for Poplio called Brion, and it is just... There are no words besides awful. All right, hold on. We got a lot to get into with this, because Do first we? off, yes, you were Team Poplio in the beginning. Okay, I was Team Poplio in the beginning, and then we saw the leaked final, and I was like, eh, I don't really like that at all. I was like, but, you know, I'll still keep going, Team Poplio, and then this happens. And then I'm like, Poplio is dead to me. So, you know, I got to ask this, Mm because this is the big thing that a lot of people are kind of saying with this, and there's Mm -hmm. what uh, some of the game blogs, like Kotaku is running this story about how it's fragile masculinity Which that is, is so stupid. causing people to not like this Pokemon. That so isn't it is at all. It, is it your fragile masculinity? No, because that's such a stupid line. That's like a knee-jerk reaction that I expect from like unreputable sites or people. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that it's feminine, I, you know, I didn't want Poplio to be super feminine. I don't like I've said before on the show. I don't like overly masculine or overly feminine Pokemon. I just like cool designs and i do not think this is a good design i think this is garbage like everything about it um then let me pull it up so i can like talk about my hate i'll I'll say this while you're pulling that up or whatever because for me i was kind of like well wait a minute this isn't really the first like femme starter evolution we've seen because my favorite character to play in pokin tournament is braxian who is the evolution of Fennekin, right? And Braxian mm. is like, you know, sparkles and, you know. Which is why you like it. <laughs> maybe. No, not maybe. Let's just, I, let's just Well, I love playing Braxian in, in Pokemon tournaments. So I'm kind of like, all right, well, there's. it's not like we haven't had Pokemon evolutions that are presented as very feminine before. And I think Braxian's awesome. And I like uh, what Gardevoir, right, is another one that's, I don't think, she's not a starter, though. No, but also I, you know, until it mega evolves and gets that wedding dress, I don't really look at it as too feminine either. Mm. I mean, you've got like, um, that's right. Dudes can wear dresses. Well, it's not even Eddie Izzard did it for years. It's not even that. It just, I never really thought it looked super feminine. It just looks very like ethereal. So whatever. Okay, That's fair. Um, but Brione, like, it's so bad. I'm looking at now. So. The eyes. Let's start with the eyes. The eyes look soulless. They are terrible looking. Like, it took all the cute little personality of Poplio's little dumb, just normal eyes and and made them awful. The white on the nose, like, they made it recede. And that looks, it just looks bad. The mouth looks bad. The shape of the head changed slightly, too. The little ear pigtail things are dumb. I think the ears are... That's what really ruins it for me, too, because it looks like... The ears are really, really bad. Okay, you know how in, like, when when you're in preschool, you'll make those art projects out of cotton balls? Yeah. And that, that's, that's where... That's kind of what it looks like. That's what like. the ears yeah. look like, yeah. yeah. I can see that. And it's just, it's really weird to me. 
and just overall, I think it's the whole clown thing too. It's it's just, it's not supposed to be a clown though. It's supposed to be like a pop star because that's what it's the pop star Pokemon. Oh, Pop Leo. Huh? Uh, um, it's just not the direction I wanted it to go, and that plus this design just kind of ruins it for me. So, so you've officially switched your team now. As it stands at the moment, unless we get like footage of the final Poplio evolution just being awesome. Because the thing with middle evolutions is like there are maybe out of all the Pokemon games for all of the starters, maybe five that look decent. The middle evolution is always pretty dumpy. So I, I can't help but think of the game I'm playing now and Combuskin, which looks like Genitalia. Like it's just straight up. A Combuskin's looks, not that dumpy looking. It, but it looks straight up like Genitalia, like the way it's shaped. Eh. <laughs> I guess, but like dumpy middle evolutions are, are nothing new, but this just is just bad design. Like oh, you're the, making all the Poplio fans sad. No, they, they don't care. They already like are overreacting to the hate. So it's fine. Well, it's not like you're not going to collect it anyway. And oh try yeah. To hunt yeah. A shiny it'll just one. go. No, I'm not. You can't hunt a shiny starter. You can only hatch a shiny starter or sometimes you can just, Soft oh, I reset. thought they still. I thought I thought they still showed up in Friend Safari. Friend Safari. Well, Friend Safari is only in X and Y, and it only has the Gen One and Gen Six starters, oh, and okay. then the middle evolutions for them. Um, yeah, I just I really don't like this Pokemon at all. <laughs> I I'll have one at some point, and right now throw my, it in a box. Yeah, it'll be my box starter where it just stays <laughs> in there. Um. But as it stands, my moon will have Rowlet as my starter, and Sun will have Litten. And I thought it was going to be Poplio and Rowlet, but nope. Litten just got a bump up to actually being one of the starters I use. All right. Um, <sighs> Masculinity so fragile, No, though. it's not that. That is such a cop-out excuse for somebody not liking something. It, <laughs> it actually makes me mad when I see that. I'm like... You guys are the worst for saying something so stupid. Like, I see some of the arguments that are referenced when people say that I'm like, okay, I understand that those people are overreacting in the sense that those are kind of bad reasons to not like it. But when that's your like reflexive reasoning and quote marks, cause that's not reasoning. If you're a Poplio s- fan saying that anybody who doesn't like your Pokemon is clearly uh, 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 fragile, that's what you're saying. It's the reflective defense to somebody being critical of the Pokemon. Yeah, it's yeah. just like those people that say that are idiots. I'm just going to say <laughs> it. And that's the nicest way I could put it because I could put it much worse. Um, but what else happened? Okay, so in addition to the middle evolutions, we also learned about the Festival Plaza, which sounds like um, the, oh my gosh, what was it called in Black and White 2? I forget, but there was something similar in Black and White 2. Basically... You're going to... Oh, Join Avenue. That's what it was. Um, you do things for people there. It's like uh, you can have like online... Um, well, at least I assume you can have online sort of uh, visits and um, not in real time, but like people populating it kind of like the like the Mii Plaza on your 3DS. Um, but there you can do missions. You get festival coins and festival coins from what we've seen are what you use to customize your character so that's pretty good um it's not really much else to it uh i'm excited for that because join avenue is pretty cool um 
also, for the first time, we've got stuff for your boxed Pokemon to do at the Poke, uh, Pelago, And there you can encounter wild Pokemon. They can also, the Pokemon in the box can go out and find new, or find items for you. One of them being an Ice Stone, which was leaked by the Spanish, I believe, Nintendo um, site. And then taken down quickly because that's a new item that nobody's ever seen before. Um, and that, you can also get beans. I guess the beans are like the Poke Puffs from um, Pokemon Ami. Last, or not lastly, but uh, we've also got changes to Global Link. I'm going to skip over that because that's a lot to read. But the one thing that does matter here, um, well, okay, I won't. Uh, so you can upload your teams to Global Link using a QR code and people can scan that and battle against them or even rent them and try them out. You've also got um, just the standard like single uh, play, double play. We've got special rules as well. Um, what's interesting is that... Wait, did you say you could make your Pokemon a QR code and somebody else could battle it through this QR code? Yeah, or even oh, use cool. it to try it out. So, like, the potential there for, like, oh. playing as, like, a world's-level team would be pretty cool just to see how, like, they are. Oh, so, like, if you're like, oh, Robbie, got to check out this Pokemon. It's so cool. You could just send me the QR code, and I could just experiment with it to see if in, it's something I want to... In battles, yeah, that's huh. what it sounds like. It's kind of neat. Um, there's also new rules for championship battles, which are the rules they're going to use in uh, VGC uh, Worlds this year. Um, which you're going to still train for? Yeah, I'm still going to try. Um, there's one in somewhat our area in december that i want to try to go to so um only pokemon that can be obtained in sun and moon may be entered um it's going to be again double battle no mega stones which is fantastic because seeing mega kangaskhan on everybody's team was really annoying so this might make things a little more diverse we'll see uh, but speaking of no Mega Stones, uh, they're letting you relive Mega Evolution in um, Sun and Moon. We don't really know what that means, except that the Mega Evo- Evolution's back. But it sounds like no new Mega Evo- uh, Evolutions, just the old ones. So good. Happy about that. And lastly, and the most importantly, on um, October 18th, we are getting a demo that you can download from the eShop. And in the demo, you are going to be given a Greninja that has a special ability that uh, when you like uh, faint a Pokemon, it will turn into Ash Greninja, which is big in the anime, and it's not been in the games before. You can bring Ash Greninja over to Sun and Moon. Um, I think it said once the game comes out. Uh, I'm just double-checking. Uh, yeah, I'm almost positive it said in that trailer you'd be able to bring him over to the... Well, yeah, I know you can bring it in. Uh, the official site says uh, you can bring this Greninja to your full version of Sun or Moon after launch once you've completed your adventure together in the demo version. So um, I don't know if that means you can do it right away after you beat the demo because who's not going to have the demo beat like day one? Like, come on. Um, me, yeah. Well, it'll take me at least three days. Yeah, whatever. Um, so that's a whole month before the game comes out. So will you be able to bring Greninja in right away, or is there a certain point you have to get in the main game? I mean, it says after launch, so that's just a very vague time frame. 
And that's it for Sun and Moon news. But we do have just a couple other things really quick because there's, as it is a new month, um, we have new distributions going on here in America. We've got uh, Keldeo. Keldeo is downloadable to the Gen 6 games just through the Mystery Gift. Uh, I think that's through the 24th. You've also got um, a Last Chance, which I don't know why we're mentioning it on this show because it ends tomorrow, so I'm sure nobody's going to hear it. Um, For Hoopa, Hoopa was originally only available in the U.S. at McDonald's, which was really dumb, but I went and got him. Um, Hoopa is available through a a serial code. Uh, It's just a generic one. It's 2016 Hoopa, uh, and that will go off starting... um, tomorrow remind me to put that in before you leave (laughs) so i can get that yeah um so hoopa will end on the ninth dark cry is back uh i think it is through the 31st of this month it's if you already received him the first time um you can't get him again basically what it looks like if it's a code that you have to get at gamestop um they are you know a couple months later putting them out for us just to download too, in case you missed out on it. But that is a, that code is dark cry 2016. And then starting Monday, the 10th at GameStop, if you go in, uh, you can get a code for Volcanion. It's the first time Volcanion has been released in North America. And that would actually end all of the Pokemon from gen one to gen six for you, because he is the last one in gen six to be released. And that's it. All right, so do you even have Volcanion yet? No, 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 you haven't been able to get so. Well, because, well, just recently he came out a little bit earlier in Europe, but otherwise he was exclusive to Japan through buying a movie ticket. Oh, I just figured you the, found a way. Cause well, you're I'm not going to cheat to get him like hack stuff like people do. Sure. So I just I. Was oh, I figured wait. you probably went on a Reddit, found somebody in Japan where you were like no, going to trade. I'm really, really skeptical about like trading with people I don't know because okay. I don't want hacked Pokemon. So, um, no. I did not do that. That makes sense. If you get one hacked Pokemon, it's like your whole library is tainted. I so. just have to burn everything down. And start over. Yes. <laughs> and you'd do it, too. I would. You'd be <laughs> like, I'm going to delete 93 shinies and start from scratch because yep. I got one tainted one. Yep. I'll work oh, on my another gosh. shiny Oshawott for five years. Oh, my gosh. All right. Let's talk about some uh, news that's going on with Pokemon Go. Um, so this is exciting. And Shane, I think this is something, I don't know, that you were irritated about. So this might be something that makes you want to come back and play. But they're going to be changing the gym training experience in Pokemon Go. Um, in Pokemon Go, Niantic announced on their blog that they're going to be enhancing the gyms. So when you're training at a friendly gym, you can bring six Pokemon instead of one. So you can finally do the full team to fight the um, the Pokemon that's on the gym also the cp of the pokemon that you are training against can be temporarily lowered to match your pokemon so if somebody smacks a like 2100 dragonite on the gym you can actually temporarily lower it to whatever level the stuff is that you're trying to work on so that's really cool that's going to make it way easier to uh, train your Pokemon up, and I think will make the gym game more appealing for some people. And they actually show some screenshots uh, of the game in progress. They show, uh, it looks like they're at the gym at Cupid Span, which, by the way, just a quick little aside, Cupid Span is a very, it, it's in San Francisco. It's a real place, and uh, it's a very well-known Ingress location because it's right near Niantic's headquarters. I think they said it's like eight blocks away. And you can sometimes like hack rare stuff in Ingress from that portal. It's, and when I say rare stuff, I mean like media. Like they, they got the name of this latest 
live event series from Cupid Spam. Anyway, sorry, I digress a lot, but it's just if you see that portal in a lot of Niantic screenshots or that Pokestop, Poke Gym, that's why. Is that 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 uh, Pokestop is kind of legendary. Anyway, um, so the Dragonite is what like twelve hundred in the picture, but then they show oh this person's going into battle at the gym, and it does this little like there's like a little green icon that shows like a little like punching glove thing, and it looks like it's lowered the Dragonite stat to seven thirty three. So I guess it would be kind of like level syncing for you MMO people. It's very similar to that. You're level syncing the Pokemon on the gym down to your party level, and it looks like this particular individual. It looks like what it's done is it's synced down to the level of this individual's highest Pokemon because this individual's bringing in a 726 Dragonite, so it's around the same. But then they have like a 400 Blastoise, a 150 Aerodactyl, like nothing else is quite at that 700 level. So it would seem like to use this most efficiently, you'd probably want to have Pokemon all around the same CP level. But that's kind of neat. I think that's going to make the gym training way more appealing. What do you think when you hear that? I guess Same. so. I yeah. mean, that was a pretty broken like part of the game, but still not as broken as going to hunt the Pokemon, which is what makes me not want to play. And I do wish they would bring that... <laughs> excuse me, sorry. Awkward silence. Um, I do wish they would bring that system that they have in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I wish they would just launch that everywhere. No, what? I just want my, I want my feet back. It's better than what's no. there now. Well, yeah, but like lots of things are better than what's there now. You know what, though? There's still people trying to use trackers, and Niantic is still trying to have to battle that stuff. Uh, I heard recently they uh, they put in a CAPTCHA thing. So if you're hammering the server or whatever, you might have to answer a CAPTCHA phrase. Uh, and that's shutting a lot of these things down all of a sudden, is that they instituted the CAPTCHA thing. and it's Well, it's... I don't like those trackers either. I just want what they had at the beginning, because that was really, really good. Okay. Um, something else that they've announced for Pokemon Go by Niantic is that they are going to be uh, giving you a catch bonus on certain types based on metals. So in other words, uh, let's say that you have your Kindler medal, which is what you get for capturing, capturing a lot of fire types. Let's say you get that raised up to like bronze or silver. You get a bonus to capturing other fire type Pokemon like Charmander and Ponyta. I heard it was rare ones. Like, what do you mean? It's it helps you catch rare po- uh, Pokemon. I of that think it's type. just. I think they use that phrasing, but it's really everything. Yes, it's going to help you with rare too, but it also helps you with the basic stuff you probably didn't have a problem with before. If that mm. makes sense. So this is, I think, to respond to some of the criticism that some of the Pokemon are too hard to catch. And, you know, you keep throwing all the they, they just run away or you waste berries on them. So they're trying to think of something to maybe scale it up. But it is a little interesting that you have to catch all these fire types before <laughs> you can capture the uber ones. But I suppose there's enough like kind of general ones out there. Well, for, for fire, is there? Really? I don't, yeah, I don't know about fire specifically, but I think like, okay, well, like a Pidgey, which is everywhere, that's going to be normal and flying, yeah. right? So, it helps so you work those. on two metals at that uh, point. Nidoran uh, would be very easy for uh, poison types, right? Yeah, if you have them in your area, I don't see them all the time. Oh, really? They're, they're yeah. super common here. You know the one, uh, my buddy was visiting from Chicago, and he said that he was seeing way more Paris here. Yeah. Then he would see back home. Yeah, there's tons of Paris there's here. Tons here. And so that's like a super common one. So and I don't remember what he said was kind of common back there that he wasn't seeing here, but yeah, I just thought that was interesting. So um 
So that's something that they're going to be implementing soon. But, of course, they don't give a date on any of this stuff. But they just announced that on October 5th. So I have a feeling it'll probably be within the next week. I, I have a good feeling that they'll probably do a big update in the next week or so. Um, there was also an interview that I was reading with John Hankey, who's the CEO of Niantic. And uh, I, it had caught my attention because in it, he basically confirmed that there is an Ingress 2.0 in development. And that's something that'll happen. Um, I mean, he obviously didn't say anything else about it, but, you know, when you kind of look at the graphics in a game like Pokemon Go, you kind of go, all right, you know, Ingress might get a fresh coat of paint and they might try, you know, doing some new things, which will be really exciting in Ingress. But the reason why I bring it up is because in that same interview, he was kind of talking about the live events for Pokemon. And that don't exist. Yeah, exactly. That don't exist. And it's, it really sounded to me like the hesitation they're having is that they don't know how they're going to handle all the people. Remember when we went to Pokemon Worlds and there was that real fear and they didn't they they ended up closing it up to the public because they didn't want people assuming there was going to be anything Pokemon Go related there yeah. and they didn't want tons of people showing up. I think they're still even though you hear these stories every other week about Pokemon Go is no longer the highest grossing app, its popularity is decreasing, da 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 da. I can tell you, I don't even think Ingress is anywhere near the top 20 and a lot of people show up for those events. So, I think for the Pokemon stuff, they're probably really worried about that stuff. And, it's, and that's, how, that's what it sounds like John Hankey's worried about is that they, they don't know how they're going to handle all the people. And I think what it's going to come down to is that you're going to have to have a ticket. And if you don't get a ticket, you don't get to participate is probably what's going to happen. Or why don't they do the same event in several different locations so it splits it up? That's what they try to do with Ingress. But even then, they only are able to do like three cities in the U.S. on a single day. And, when I, and really, when I say the U.S., I actually mean Canada and northern Mexico, too, invo- included in that. Americas, I guess, if you will. Although, is Canada considered the Americas? North America. Sure. Wow. <laughs> that just that blew my mind just now. <laughs> How many states do we have? <laughs> uh, 48. No, I'm kidding. 51 because we have America's hat. All I'm right. Kidding. It's a joke. God. Is it? All right. Anyway. Um, so um, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. So they, I don't think they have the staff to do live locations and all the, unless they contract out with another company or something or. Or partner with like Pokemon Company. Pokemon Company, Nintendo. Well, maybe Nintendo. I mean, yeah. it's still not technically really Nintendo, but yeah, they could do. I think that's what they should do. So I think, though, what's worth pointing out is that even if the popularity of Pokemon Go is declining, like it's not, they're not going to put it away. Uh, not by any means. I think there's still going to be a lot of stuff coming in 2017. So. I just want an update to the ones you can catch. Once they start adding more generations, it'll be a little more appealing. Uh-huh. Even if they don't fix the dumb... Well, no, they need to fix the hunting again. That's That was the best part. I still feel like something's going to change with that. So we'll see. We'll see. All right. Uh, let's get to some emails. Can we do some emails? Okay. All right. So you guys email us. Pokestoppodcast at gmail.com is the place where you can send us emails. Uh, and we actually have a couple to read this week. I'm very excited. So let's get to our first a- email this week. Uh, is from Casey. So, hi, Casey. Hi, Casey. Hey, guys. Casey here. Loving your show. I'm a regular listener to the Pokemon Go podcast. And in a recent episode, Charles McFall mentioned Rob's Lord British encounter and how you have this really cool podcast. Well, shout out to Mr. McFall for uh, giving us a shout out on the Pokemon Go podcast. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, he's he's a buddy that I run into. He does the Dragon Con podcasting track that I do. So um, 
and I got to say, he had a brilliant idea. He was doing those, um, you know, like on your badges you get at shows. Sometimes people put ribbons. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he actually had ribbons for Team Mystic, Team Valor, Team, you know, all that stuff. And uh, it actually had the website for the podcast on it. And I was like, oh, that's so brilliant. I wish I'd thought of that. So props to you, Charles, on the thing. That's also that. money that has to be spent. Uh, you know, it's an investment. It's mm-hmm. an investment. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, and, and, uh, I'm sure he must've repeated the story over there about how, uh, I was looking at the lures at 3am and Lord British was on the lure. I think I told that on this show, so I won't repeat it, but, uh, big thank you to Pokemon Go podcast for giving us a shout out. Appreciate that. Uh, so anyway, Casey continues here. So obviously I had to listen and was hooked. I love that your focus is solely on the main series and Pogo, and you don't throw around advanced player jargon. Yes, I have to make Shane dumb it down for me. So you're all welcome for that. I don't even know if I would know advanced player jargon, to be quite honest. As much as I watch it, since I haven't competed, like I don't think I could speak to it properly anyway. Yes, but if you start to get into it over the next few months, are we going to see a shift in Shane where he starts throwing out acronyms on this show? No. Probably not. But even when the Pokemon Worlds thing happened, I had to be like, so so tell me what's happening. So, so why do they use the same five Pokemon? Okay. So what? <laughs> yeah, that stuff I can talk to. <laughs> but once it gets a little too in-depth, it's, it gets harder for me. All right. Here's another question from Casey. How would you like to see the Gen 2 Pokemon introduced in the Go? For example, one a day, just quietly snuck in, waves announced, all at once, replacing the Kanto Pokemon? Not replacing... But, um, well, I guess it'd have to be some replacing, but I would just like them just all put in at the same time and then just kind of mix it up. That's, that's it. Like, like a download for everything. But then like when you're out and about like a spot, you may have seen lots of, you know, Pidgeys, you see something else from Gen 2 instead and, or maybe cycle through, like maybe some days it's a Pidgey there. Some days it's something else. So here's my crazy idea. You ready? I have a really convoluted idea, but this is how they could bring badges into Pokemon Go. And I think what they should do is that when you start a brand new Pokemon Go game, you're pretty much limited to to Gen 1 Pokemon. But I think what they could do is that once you maybe visit a certain number of gyms, I want to be careful about saying you have to win at the gyms because, you know, you want kids to be able to have fun with it too and so forth. But I think maybe once you visit a certain number of gyms, you get a badge and that badge is going to enable you to access the level two. I'm going to say that's a terrible idea. Why is that a terrible idea? Because what about people that live in places that don't have a variety of gyms that they can go to? I would say, well, okay. Then they're always going to be stuck on... On it doesn't. Just maybe Gen it could 1. be a certain number of Pokestops stops or something. But well, I it's do- the same thing. You can't tie it to like unless you're saying how many times they visit. If you're, I sa- just don't want to see them tie it to walking. That's well, no, thing. I don't want to see it tying to walking. I, that's, it should just be an update to everybody. It shouldn't be any mm-hmm. sort of requirements. Because There's also a part of me that feels like, you know what, with all with all due respect in the small town, you need to go visit other places. But Are you going to pay for them to go visit other okay, places? But to, to be fair, maybe it should be something where if you're in a big town, you have to go to a small town as well. Maybe it's something where you have to ha- uh, hack a unique number okay. of Pokestops or something. But what it, what, what about the, the people that live in middle of nowhere, Kansas, like I used to? Except- well, maybe it's time to move. Well, see, you that's lived, okay, but, okay, but no, okay, but I didn't live in, in Wichita. It was okay. not that desolate. Okay, but like Western Kansas is pretty desolate. So what you're saying is people are going to have to drive like 300 miles to go and unlock this. That, that's I don't think that's fair or right. Mm-hmm. 
I think it should just be an update for everyone, and they just yeah, but aren't all they, come out. Aren't they not getting any Pokemon out there anyway? Like, isn't the game kind of stalled in a place like that anyway? And maybe not for catching. I mean, you could always use an incense or a lure to try to get other things. Mm. Because those seem completely random. Okay, what about then, since you want to fight me on my ideas, what about then, like... Well, I only fight bad ideas, so... What about, like, catching a certain number, like, getting your Pokédex up to, like, 100 or something? Mm, That's a little bit better, but I still don't think that should be it either. I don't think they should tie it to anything. I think it should just be released. Just release them into the world. Yeah. uh, It's more fun that way. I think it would be... Why would you have to gate something like that? To give you incentive to play at the beginning. Make it it a little special for those people that have stuck with it the whole time. No. um, I don't think so. (laughs) No. No. I I just don't don't agree. No. Like, if you're going to gate it, do a, a dumb, like, $3.99 pay... To gate it that way, everybody everybody can do that. No, versus, don't encourage them to pay. No, lock it. but it's better than forcing somebody to like spend thirty dollars in gasoline to try to drive somewhere just so they can go tag a gym real quick so they can try to unlock this. I just I just don't want to see them replace all the Gen One Pokemon because there's probably gonna no. Be, I think they should mix it up. But and yeah, and even then, it's like okay, there's still some Gen One Pokemon I don't have that are a lot harder to catch. Like I don't think I don't have a Dragonite. Or what if you could switch a setting in the game, like to only show Gen two, or and once we get up to like Gen five, maybe you can mix it up, like only show Gen three and five. Well, I could see, and I think this is going to be like an obvious thing that's going to happen that there will be lures and incense that target the Gen two stuff. Like there'll be what was yeah. Gen two Johto. Yeah, this is Gen two. So they're going to have like a Johto incense and a Johto lure that will enable those Pokemon. I feel like that's guaranteed. Speaking of pay locking stuff, and that's that's okay to me as long as everybody has access to it in in a not terrible way. All right, and last question from Casey, and this is about your uh, shiny hunting tactics. Mm-hmm. Shane, why don't you chain fish for your remaining? I, oh, so you will. You can't fish everything up. First of all. Um, but I do do that sometimes. I, w- I actually made out a list of the ones I'm going to catch via chain fishing. And I was doing it for a bit, and then I got mad. There was just one day where I just was screwing sorry, sorry, up. Sorry, dumb it down for me. What's chain fishing? Is that where you just fish over and over and over again? Yeah. Okay. So if you do that, your your chance of shinies go up like considerably. Oh, I didn't know Fishing that. is a really good way to do that. Okay. Um, but you can't break your chain or else you start from scratch. Um, so I was doing that. I got tons that way. I got like my horsey. I got Clawitzer. I got Clauncher. Um, I got tons doing that. And then I was just having a really bad run of luck where I would, you can't move from your spot either. That's the thing. So like I'm used to like doing, um, hunting in, uh, uh, friend safaris. So instinctively after a Pokemon fight, I will probably move around like with the circle pad. And so in chain fishing, that doesn't work so well. And I'll forget what I'm doing. Cause I just kind of get in a zone where I'm just doing it. And then it's just like, it's a reflex for me. And then I will accidentally move and that breaks my chain. And then I have to start all over again. So I was getting kind of upset about that. And so I, I, I still have my list. I will go back to chain fishing at some point, but, um, it would probably be the easiest way to get to my final seven to get to a hundred, but maybe I will do that. So actually, it, so it is a technique you use. It's just not one you talk about as much on the show. 
Yeah, because, I mean, since we've done this show, I probably have only even sat down to do it one time. So it's just, it's, uh, it just hasn't been something Maybe I've been doing. Maybe you need to listen to some advice, Shane. Well, I... <laughs> You can't. I'm, okay, I'm really right now. If you get desperate, like if you're stuck at 99 the night before, the, yeah, you're gonna chain fish all. I night. won't get stuck the night before. I will. I'll. I'll be done well before. Oh, that's then. right. You're not a procrastimon like me. Well, yeah, I'm not a Digimon character. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you, Casey, for the email. Those are some good questions. Uh, I like that. Let's do one more email here. And again, if you want to email us, um, PokeStopPodcast at gmail.com is the place to do that. Again, that's PokeStopPodcast, all one word, at gmail.com. This uh, second email is from Hastier, which um, I recognize that name from you the just, old podcast. You just followed show. me on Twitter. There you go. And um, I followed back. So, oh, you're so kind following people right? back. Sometimes. Uh, let's see. So Hastier writes us and says, okay, after the near incessant convincing... And the new send all Pokemon to sun and moon. And he links to a story about the Pokemon bank changes that we talked about earlier. I'm ready to jump back into the game side of Pokemon, but I do have a problem. Here's what I want to know before I get to the question. When you talk about incessant convincing, is that like solely Shane? Because please don't inflate his ego like that. (laughs) Please, please don't do this. You know, I got my buddy who's been on the show, Tyler, to get a 3DS in the game (laughs) to start playing. (laughs) So I thought he was happens. already playing. Oh, no, he was only playing like the older ones, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, speaking of the older ones, Haster continues here. I haven't played the game on a console since Red. Okay. Not Fire Red, not Ruby Red, Red. Gen 1 well, Red. Well, there was no Ruby Red. On a Game Boy. <laughs> Where should I jump in with the games? Do I need to get two handhelds to play both at the same time? Yes. Where should I go to read all the things to be prepared for Sun and Moon? Should I invest in getting the previous generation of the game? Ooh. Lots of questions. So where, where, does a, where does a new person who hasn't played since Gen 1, which it's probably a lot of people, where does a new person start, Shane? Honestly, X and Y or Ruby Sapphire. Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, I mean. So, um, so the don't, newer games. Yeah, because one, the other games are probably going to be a little more expensive. Two, you know, starting with Gen 6, that's kind of the look and feel that you're going to p- get in sun and moon as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that is that you're going to have the closest look and feel to sun and moon. And some of the older games can really be a beast to play. Yeah. now. Like, you know, games have just evolved so much. And to top it off, um, between all four games in gen six, you can get every single Pokemon. So, so Why not you, start there? You don't have to worry about Gens 1 through 5 because nope, you, you just collect all the Pokemon in Gen 6. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then what about this question? So, and I would agree, you know, even from my more limited knowledge, I think a great place to start. I, I would actually go ahead and start with Alpha Sapphire Omega Ruby because you're kind of getting a little bit of the well, retro if you mixed have, with the new engine. If you have to pick one, I would probably say... I know it's it's too hard because... Like, there are so many things in X and Y that don't carry over, or some things in X and Y that don't carry over to Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. But since he's never played anything beyond Red, it's not like he's rehashing the same game if he plays uh, Sapphire or Ruby. So, yeah, yeah, you could probably start with Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, and that's probably one of the. You know, I, ones. I say stick with your Red theme and go with Omega Ruby. I think. I why? Think why not? <laughs> No, that doesn't even make sense. It does to me. All right. 
Now, what, what about this question? Do I need to get two handhelds to play both at the same well, time? Well, technically, yeah. If you're going to try to play two games at once, you have to have two yeah. systems. I think, I think if literally one in one hand and one in the other, which I, I wouldn't recommend for somebody newer, you would have to have two systems. But I think the question is, if I want to do, let's say, sun and moon, do I need two different systems? The answer to that is no. I would say yes, still. What? Well, Here's the reason why. Oh, for trading. For trading. If um, things require trading, using the Pokemon Bank does not count as trading. So I would say I would say yes, I, personally. I would say this. If you're just getting back into Pokemon after such a long break... I, yeah, I guess it's really how much do you want to really invest yeah, in it? Yeah, don't be thinking that far ahead. Just get one game... Get into it. Make sure this is something you, you're in for the long haul. And then and if you start to get into this whole, yeah, I want to be able to trade and all this stuff, and then you can do You that. can always reach out to people like me on Twitter. You can say, hey, Shane, I want to do a trade. Can you trade me this so I can have this? I'm like, sure, because I'll have access to everything. So you use like a, a dummy person, in, in this case, a literal dummy, Shane. Just kidding. But you use a, you use a third party to just hold the Pokemon that you want to trade into your game. Yeah, or like if you decide you sense. only want to pay for Sun and you want a Moon exclusive, you know, easy enough. Hit up somebody that has Moon that you trust and let, if you don't care, if you care about hacking and stuff and have them trade over something. I mean, Legendaries are going to be the only thing that people will be like, eh, which, not going to trade what, you. Which is what these games are all about. Yeah. If you think about it, like those original games were built on getting that link cable and trading something that you can only get in red to somebody that has blue and vice versa. That's what this series was kind of founded on. Yeah. So, or right. be like me and have multiple systems with multiple copies. No, don't be like Shane. Don't be like, cause then we, then you might have to be committed. All right. Uh, so where should I go to read all the things to be prepared for sun and moon? Well, listening to this podcast sir. will not help you. So <laughs> you should probably just go to the main Pokemon uh, Sun and Moon website. I mean, there's nothing you really have to prepare for unless you're like trying to plan out your team. Um, another good resource would be like Cerebi.net. Yeah, everybody goes. Everybody Cerebi's goes a great there. News. Yeah. There's also like a wiki. There's a there's Bul- uh, No, it's Bulbapedia. It's a Bulbapedia. That's yeah. it. That's, that's, that's pretty good too. That's really good for just like reading up on different Pokemon and being like, oh, here's all the stuff. Like, like I think I th- love Cerebi for news and like looking up information. But like when I'm hunting things, I prefer Bulbapedia just because of their layout. So... Uh, I think those two sites will get you completely covered. And then lastly, the should I invest in getting the previous generation of the game? I think we kind of answered that. If you get the sick the the Gen 6 stuff, you're going any Pokémon from Gen 1 through 5, you'll be able to get one way or another. Well, but you have if to have all four games in Gen 6 to do that because yeah. there are version exclusives and stuff like that. True. Um and then after that, I mean, you could I mean, if if you really want to go back and, and play some of the others and do some research, like my favorite generation is Gen 5. So I still see value in having those games because I like the story. I like everything about Gen 5. But I would never, ever, 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 ever in my life go back to like Diamond and Pearl unless it's a remake because I think those games are awful. So um, I think it's just since you didn't actually go through them already, there may not really be a lot of value in going back to them so I think unless you, you want story i guess I, I think you just have to ask yourself how far do i want to go with this do i yeah. want to be like on a rob level where i'm like super casual with this stuff and just you know have fun with it or do i want to go on a shane level where i'm going to be hunting 93 plus shinies um you know buying there, six there are copies there of are higher Moon. levels than shane level because <laughs> one of my friends on twitter i don't think he listens to this show i think i found him through a different way but like i had mentioned 
how many copies I was getting. He's like, don't don't feel bad. And he showed me like his collection, and he had multiple copies of like every game, not just like um, like the current stuff. He had like three copies of each version for Gen Five. I'm like, oh, so jealous. I don't even understand why you have those, but that's really cool. So the, so something I learned today, there are people sicker than Shane out there in the world. Good to know. Hey, we have a few tweets as well before we wrap up. Uh, so you can always tweet us at Pokestop Podcast. And uh, we have a tweet here from the Knack 45 uh, who tweeted us after our last episode talking about Ultra Beasts, mm-hmm. saying the new Ultra Beasts actually sound a bit like the Eldrazi from Magic the Gathering with the Aether and all. I don't know any of that Yeah, is. I must admit... That's a lost reference on me. Look, magic is cool. I played magic in high- magic's been around forever because I played it in high school, and we all know the old jokes about Rob. But yeah, that's like the nineteen twenties. Shut up! I, it was not the nineteen twenties, but it was like the nineties. So I played Magic the Gathering. I remember when there was the first PC game, and it was awesome. Like that first PC game they put out with like the giant oversized cards. That was awesome. Um, but now they have the more modern, like they like Magic 2015, and like they're on Xbox. I have and stuff. no idea. You don't really, but you don't. Do you play the Pokemon trading card games? You don't really. I, I I have cards. I actually they're back in Kansas. I didn't bring them with me, but I have some cards. My friend who's been on the show, Danny, he really tried to get me into it because he loves the the trading card game. And so I, I I have played it enough that I kind of understand what's going on now, and I have it on my iPad, but. It's just something I haven't invested a lot of time in. But, I mean, that that seems like a very logical crossover that you have people that enjoy this trading card game, Magic the Gathering, and so they move over to this trading card game, Pokemon, because mm-hmm. they're probably the two biggest ones that I can think of off the top of my head. Although Physically, I, at least. There's, I mean, yeah, physical ones. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phys- physical ones. I think those yeah. are probably the two biggest. So, anyway. Uh, let's see. Going on to one more tweet here that we got that I wanted to read here. Oh, uh, this is from Archdruid Celeria, who I'm thinking is, and I hope I said that name right. I'm really sorry if I didn't, uh, which I'm thinking probably also may have followed us from the Horde House days, being that they're an Archdruid. Uh, had sent us a screenshot talking about this morning's run is lousy with Pokemon and I can't stop. I did hatch an egg though. And we got a little screenshot here and she's level 21. She's higher than me, but she's team mystic. Good job. Team mystic. But I am looking, she's surrounded by Zubats. There's another Paris an Eevee. Eevee's cool though. I mean, you should just be thankful though, that I don't see a single Pidgey or Rattata in that screenshot. So, for, in, in my opinion, that was a good morning that you had. And yeah. even the Pidgey and Rattata, and believe me, I've caught a lot of them with that Pokemon Go Plus device. Even those are Stardust. If nothing else, you get Stardust from those. I thought you didn't get Stardust if you used the Go Plus, though. No, I have a ton of Stardust now. Oh, okay. No, I think you get the same. You still get the same candy. You get the same. I see. No, yeah, I have a ton of Stardust. Why, w- why wouldn't you get the Stardust? I thought there was a drawback. I thought I read that somewhere. but The drawback is most of the little guys run away. That's, that's the drawback, mm. is you really only get a w- one chance to, to catch them. So. I see. Anyhow, uh, that is about it. Uh, please feel free to tweet us for a future episode at Pokestop Podcast. So we're going to be back. Uh, we won't make you wait as long for the next episode, promise. Well, we have a demo, so we, we're going to have to come back. Well, and, and there's also news on the 14th for so, um, Sun and Moon. So it sounds like we'll have a big episode. However, speaking of convention oh. season, I will be in Vegas next week. Of so course. Probably, we'll probably be back in two weeks to do a, to, to a wrap up on the demo. Last. Like breaking story that I just forgot about, so it's breaking news now. Okay, um, they released the file size for the 
the download. Oh, I'm sure it's um, huge. Well, hold on. Let me pull it up because now I have to get out my iPad because I don't know why that reminded me. Probably because we were talking about the demo. And that's uh, like a one gig file or something like that. Yeah, but everything on Nintendo is blocks, which never made sense to me. Well, yeah, but it still translates over into, um, you know, actual sizes. So, Internet Go, Internet Go. Okay. So, we are looking at for um, Sun and Moon. Oh, dang it. Hold on. This is very, very This is slow. a riveting radio. Good job. Whatever. Way to be you prepared. do stuff like this all the time. <laughs> um, so basically, I just can't find the comparisons at the moment. That's what I wanted to look at for real. But uh, they announced that uh, the Sun and Moon, each game will take up 3.2 gigabytes of space on your right. SD card. That's huge. If you do the digital download. Um, conversely, that's apparently like a little more than double the size from X and Y or Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. So that is huge. I feel like when SD cards first came out for the DS, like they were like two gigs was oh, like yeah. a big and, card. Well, and the new 3DS XLs and I guess new 3DS probably as well. Um, those only come with four gigabyte cards. So wow. that's like your entire card gone. I have a 64 gig in mind. Yeah, I'm already thinking about I need to upgrade to like a 128. Same. So well, not I, I'm not thinking about upgrading to 128, but I have that same 64 gig card, and I I don't buy a lot of games digitally, but I've been doing it more often. I bought Dragon Quest Seven digitally. Yeah, when I eventually it. get that, it'll go digital too. Yeah, um, even though physical. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I I don't. I just like all the games digitally because I just open the folder. And I'm like, bam. The handheld system's like the one system I think everything makes sense. To Do have you digital. have everything organized yes. on your DS? Can I see your DS? I want to. I want to tell the listeners how Shane Hold has on. his Pokemon games organized. Which, by the way, he bought one of those Galaxy DSs. Yes. Well, I have to save my game. <laughs> oh, I'm interrupting the shiny. Yeah, because I was shiny hunting. Can't you just hit the home thing to bring up the the folders? Well, I guess as long as we don't yeah, close it. I out. won't close it. <laughs> I won't delete your file. <laughs> Give me your DS. All right. Oh, so he has Splatoon music. So I'm looking how he has this organized. So, oh, you actually have, he has like this really cool Splatoon design. He actually got like all the stickers. So he has a folder for NES games, 3D classics, GB, GBA games, full games, system apps, accessories. Oh, so you don't put your Pokemon stuff all in one folder. No, they're in the full games. So then in full games... Oh, this isn't organized like how I thought it would. You just have... He has Pokemon X, Omega Ruby, the demo for Ruby and Sapphire. Yeah, I don't know why I still have that, but it's still there. And then Pokemon Rumble World, he just kind of has that all on the left. That's not nearly as much as I thought. I thought you would have, like, the Game Boy ones from Virtual no, Console. No, I haven't, I haven't bought any of those. Oh, ones. I thought you would have all that nope. stuff. Nope, did not. You let me down, Shane. Well, I'm glad. <sighs> all right. I guess it's time to end the show. Yay. We'll be back in a couple weeks to do it again. So thanks for checking us out. We will see you next time here at the Pokestop Podcast. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Pokestop Podcast. The Pokestop Podcast is an OLR Studios production. For more information on our network of other geek culture shows, visit vognetwork.com.